Hello everybody, it's Daniel speaking and this is our next emotional English podcast where we learn an English language effortlessly, emotionally, fulfilled with energy and of course, how? Positively, right? So today I'm opening another great topic. This is the reading of longer stories, right? We have different interesting English fairy tales. And I want to read them with you together. We're going to learn new words. We're going to be involved into uh, American English fairy tales. And this is the classic American literature, right? Which you guys are going to face with me. And uh, that's going to be very pleasant and good for our English learning. Today we have uh, the mini story. It's called Boogie Beast. If I'm not mistaken, that's the name. A Boogie Beast, right? Who is Boogie? Um, probably it's the person, right? <laughs> the Boogie Beast. It's the beast, uh, very uh, strange and uh, scary animal. And people call that thing a beast. Uh, like a monster, okay? And that boogie means uh, some somebody very important, right? That boogie beast. Uh, I have uh, this mini story uh, here, and this one is pretty big. So we're going to cut it uh, in three or four pieces, I guess. And to be more, uh, let's say, uh, persistent, to be more, uh, uh, let's say, understandable, I'll do it let's say, in three or four episodes, okay? So these three or four episodes, we're going to read this Boogie Beast story and we're going to discuss the new vocabulary inside and we're going to learn some new stuff there. Um, and we'll comment. We'll comment every single word, which is pretty interesting for us and our English learning process, okay? So let's begin. Actually, I'm back to Garachi Kluch. I'm now I'm ready uh, to post more uh, content and uh, let's do it then. <laughs> so the first part, uh, the boogie beast. The boogie beast is a delightful fairy tale about how luck is all relative. From English fairy tales, Retold, retold by Flora Annie Steele. Uh, there is an illustrator here by Arthur Reckham. And this story is featured in children's stories. Okay, that's understandable. It's a children's story, The Boogie Beast. Let's begin. As always, I will read uh, paragraphs, right? Uh, after each paragraph, I will make a little pause. And then we're going to discuss. There are a lot of new words here. And... Uh, you will love it for sure. So there was a once a woman who was very, very cheerful. Though she had little to make her so. For she was old and poor and lonely. She lived in a little bit of cottage and earned a scant living by running errands for her neighbors. Getting a bite here, a sup there, as a reward for her services. So she made shift to get on, and always looked as spry and cheery, as if she had not a want in the world. 
So this is the first paragraph for us. It's pretty interesting, right? Pretty intense. A lot of new word, words here, right? We'll start sentence by sentence now. There, one, there was once a woman who was very, very cheerful. Though she had little to make her so. <laughs> so this part is pretty understandable. The description of the woman. The woman who was very, very cheerful. It means happy, optimistic, cheerful. All right. So she had little to make her so. Okay, there is only... A little part, right? Though she had little to make her so. Not many things in her life was pretty funny and optimistic, all right? She was probably not that happy, but she was happy inside. Probably her soul was fulfilled with positive emotions. And maybe it was not about the material world, but it was about this, um, let's say... Um, holy world right inside of her so uh for uh for she was old right she was pretty old and poor and lonely right um so classically the combination of qualities old poor and lonely right uh it's a material world right materialistic area uh and uh, i guess uh Inside, she was cheerful anyway, very cheerful. And this is very important. So she lived in a little bit of cottage. Um, what is a cottage, guys? Cottage, it's a small, simple house. And typically, you have one of them near a lake or a beach or somewhere outside of your big city, right? So it's a cottage. And that lady earned a scant living. By running errands. What does it mean, scant living? It means that it's very barely sufficient, okay? Barely adequate. It means unadequate, right? So it's unsufficient living. So she was making some money, but that money was not that big, okay? Uh, and uh, Scant living means not enough, so barely sufficient, barely etiquette, uh, barely enough for living. And how she was earning a scant living by running errands, of course. And what does it mean when you run errands? So it's like little deals, right? Uh, to deliver or collect something. And uh, you do little deals for uh, your neighbors, right? So she had her neighbors and they gave her a lot of deals, Iran's, right? So getting a bite here, a sup there as a reward for her services. So when you getting a bite, it means uh, idiomically, you're having a little money here, a sup there. It means when you drink something, uh, which is, you know, by sips, right? Like this. <laughs> right? It's the sipping. And w when you sip something, you have a sup. <laughs> All right. A sup. S-U-P. Right. This is the word. So you're having a little bit here, a little bit there. Okay. So you uh, gain some money from one deal and then you gain some money from another deal. Right. You earn a little bit money there, a little money here. So a bite here, 
Asap there. This is the one phrase. As a reward for her services. So a reward, it's something which you have when you finished your task, right? For example, you woke up very early today. You can give yourself a reward. What do you think? Pretty good, right? Reward, it's something pleasant. Let's say, reward yourself with a cup of coffee. Very good reward for myself, for sure. I love coffee. So, she made shift to get on and always looked as spry and cheery as if she had not a want in the world. Very good sentence here. So, so she made shift to get on, right? What does it mean, uh, shift, right? Uh, Shift, it's pretty simple. Uh, Every single time you have, um, um, let's say, uh, the process of moving, right? When you go from one place to another, it's your shift. When you work hard at work, it's your shift, right? So because you're moving there, you're going from one place to another. So she made shift to get on and always looked as spry and cheery as she had not a want in the world. It means that she was pretty optimistic, right? Spry means uh, very active. Uh, another word uh, which is very uh, good describes this story is uh, so uh, lively, right? What does it mean, uh, lively? If I'm not mistaken, it is lively. So uh, when you live very nicely, probably this is the word, right? Uh, one second, please, guys. I just want to double check this pronunciation. I guess it's lively. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, it's lively. Yeah, live, right? Okay. So, lively, active, lively. Uh, it means full of energy, active, outgoing, right? Lively, of course, not lively. So, lively, active, lively, spry, okay? And cheery, it means optimistic and happy. The word cheerful, it's uh, the description of the personality, right? Uh, Cheery, the same, very similar story, right? Uh, First story is cheerful, full of cheer, right? And cheery, it's another description using the noun, happy and optimistic, So, as if she had not a want in the world. What does it mean? Not a want in the world. Very good, by the way. A want, it's something, um, let's say, um, imagine you have a trouble, but you have no trouble, right? And you have no needs in the world. So, you don't care about things much. So, that's why uh, she had not a want in the world. Right. She she doesn't care much about things in the life in life. So she has no problems. And that's why she's very spry, cheery, active, cheerful, right? Positive. Because nothing, you know, disturb her much. Right. So that's the case. Um, next story is um the next paragraph. So Let's do this. I will read this paragraph one more time, the first paragraph, to revise all the words. And you kind of, you know, try to think while you're listening about the new words and new vocab and how to use it in your daily speech. So there once a woman who was very, very cheerful, though she had no, had little to make her so. So for she was old and poor and lonely, she lived in a little bit of cottage 
and earned a scant living by running errands for her neighbors, getting a bite here, a sup there as a reward for her services. So she made shift to get on and always looked as spry and cheery as if she had not a want in the world. Pretty understandable, not right, right? So uh, can you guys describe me the uh, woman... Um, the woman feelings, right? She was very sad. She was very um, pessimistic about life, right? She was very uh, sorrow. She she was full of sorrow. Of course not. She was very cheerful. She was very cheery, spry, positive, lively, happy, and optimistic, right? So uh, where did she live? She lived in a big apartment. She live in a house or a cottage? Yes, she lived in a cottage. A small, simple house, right? Near a lake or beach, something like that. So she had a very wealthy living. She had a very rich living. She had a lot of money. No, no, no. She earned a scant living, right? It means sufficient or insufficient. Barely sufficient. It means not really enough for living, okay? Scant living, just... Okay, it's like pension in Russia, all right? This is a scant living earnings, right? Which our uh, elderly people and old people getting, all right? So that's the position. Uh, next, uh, how she was earning a scant living. How? By what? By different errands, right? Delivery, something small, let's say collect something. Little deals from, from whom, by the way? From dogs, from her parents. No, 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 from her neighbors, right? Neighbors. So neighbors uh, were asking her uh, to make some errands, to deliver something, to collect something, right? So something like this. So she was making money and she getting a bite here and a sup there as a reward of course right as a reward and uh, she was very spry and cheery or she was very sad and full with sorrow of course spry and cheery very active very happy and optimistic all right let's go to the next paragraph i think it's enough for questioning for the first one and the second paragraph is, Now, one summer evening, as she was trotting to go and uh, full of smiles as ever along the height road to her hovel, what should she see but a big black pot lying in the ditch? Here you go. This is the next part. Um, one summer evening, right? Uh, as she was trotting. What does it mean trotting? Pretty understandable here. Imagine the walk and run. So trotting means something in the middle, okay? Um, it a gate between a walk and a run. Something in the middle, right? Trot, to trot, trotting. So the girl or the old lady, she was trotting, full of smiles because she was very cheery, spry, right? Full of smiles as ever along the high road, 
to her hovel. So she was going back to her house. Hovel means a small, simply constructed uh, house, right? Imagine this, hovel. What should she see but a big black pot lying in the ditch? What is a ditch? Ditch, imagine the river. It's big, right? Big river. But ditch, it's a little, little, little river, okay? Um, it's a narrow channel dug at the side of the road or field, whatever. And uh, inside of this dug, you see uh, water, right? Uh, this dug or hold a carry away water. So you see the water inside of the ditch. It's like a river, but it's smaller, all right? So uh, the lady, she was running, walking, or trotting. She was trotting. And what is trotting? Trotting is something in the middle, right? So she was trotting where? Ah, so she was trotting uh, along the high road to her hovel, right? High road to her hovel. To her house, right? Of course. Hovel means a small, simply constructed house or cottage. And what should she see? <gasps> she saw a big black pot. And where this big black pot lied. Okay. It lay, it lay in the ditch, in the ditch, right? And ditch, it's like a small river, narrow channel dug at the side of the road, and uh, it's carry uh, away the water, right? So she cried this moment, goodness me, all right? Goodness me, that would be just the very thing for me if I only had something to put it in it, right? But I haven't. Now, what could have left? Who could have left it in the ditch? So she asked herself, Goodness me! Oh my God, she said, right? And um, that would be just the very thing for me, okay? She wanted, she wanted what? This big black pot. And this big black pot uh, was laying in the ditch, right? And she said, that would be just very thing for me if I only had something to put in it, okay? It means that uh, she, she, was, she was not having something, all right, to put inside of this beautiful black pot. But she haven't got anything to put in it. So now who, uh, okay, now who could have left it in the ditch? So she is asked uh, herself, um, who left this black pot near the ditch, okay? Or in the ditch. And she looked about her ex uh, expecting the owner would not be far off, but she could see nobody. Right, so she tried to check maybe the owner of this black pot somewhere nearby, somewhere close, but none, nobody was there. And she looked about her expecting the owner. It means expecting means she was looking for the guy. Maybe the guy is somewhere close. Expect. She was expecting the owner very close to this pot, but none. 
So the owner would not be far off. It means nobody was there, okay? But she could see nobody. Nobody. So not be far off means not so far away, but she could see nobody. No guys, no owners close, okay? And this is the end of our part number one of this mini story. Next time we'll continue. But now I want to ask you some vocabulary, which we already passed here. My first question for you, what does it mean, cheerful? All right, cheerful means a description of the personality. When you're cheerful, you're very happy and optimistic. What does it mean, a cottage? A cottage, it's a small, simple house near a lake or a beach, all right? Cottage, most of you guys have... Uh, used to be there, right? So it's a beautiful place. Um, what does it mean when you earn a scant living? Every day I earn a scant living. What does it mean? It means barely sufficient, not so good living, all right? Inadequate. So not good amount of money you're making, you're earning, okay? Um, and you can earn this money by running errands. What does it mean? running errands it means that um big projects uh big corporation no 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 it's a level little little uh tasks right which you make errands um next is um what does it mean a sup a sup a sup it's a thing um when you're taking a drink and uh you can call it by sipping right like this so you take a drink by sips it's a sub spoonful um next is uh, spry or cheery when something is or somebody is very spry and cheery when you look spry and cheery it means you're what very active very lively very happy and optimistic all right and uh, next, the girl, uh, she was trotting, right? What does it mean to trot? Ah, okay. So trotting means when you, um, when you walk. No, 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 not walk. When you run. No, 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 not when you run. When you trotting, it's something in the middle, right? So it's uh, somewhere between a walk and run. So then uh, she was coming back to her hovel. What is a hovel? Ah, all right. It's a small and simply constructed house. Okay, very small thing. And next, uh, she saw a big black pot lying in where? In the river? No, 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 not, not the river, right? Not the lake, not the river. A ditch, right? In the ditch. It's a small, narrow channel dog. And inside of this dog, you have, uh, you know, the carry away the water, right? This ditch, carry away the water. So the water is there going somewhere all right and next next um the next construction which we saw here was um when somebody can be far off right not be far off means not so far away okay not so remote in time or space not so far all right Somebody can be far off or not be far off, okay? When your mother or grandmother live not far off, it means uh, it not so far away, but it could be 
far off, it could be pretty far away, right? And this is the end for today. So I hope you guys enjoyed our today's reading of the Boogie Bees part one. And next time we'll do two more episodes related to the Boogie Beast story. And we'll learn, we'll read, we'll learn, we'll ask ourselves about the new vocabulary and we're gonna go deeper and deeper and deeper. I hope you enjoy that. Uh, so visit my Instagram page on uh, instagram.com Bondarison and visit my uh, TikTok channel. It's on uh, Bondarison English on TikTok. And then uh, visit my website, danilabondarenko.ru.ru. So to see my uh, main updates or to, uh, mm, to apply for my lessons online, Let's stay in touch and I'll see you next. Bye-bye. Have a good time and enjoy the rest of your day.